Hey, what's going on? It's another episode of the Culture Edition, and I hope you are having a good day, evening, night, morning, whenever and however you're listening to this. I hope you are well. Before the episode, I want to introduce some new things. Number one, I'm starting off each episode differently with a segment that just gives you more insight on what's happening in my life. The Culture Edition, if you didn't know, is about the interdependence of culture and society. Those two things, in my opinion, shape who we are, how we act at times, how we see ourselves, and how we want others to perceive us. In all of that, I think storytelling is the bridge between culture and society. It's how we get to know one another. It's how we see past the surface and all the nuances in between that make us, us. So be ready to hear more about the story I'm telling in my own life in these intros. Number two, I got a new mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a new mic. Yay, yay. Okay. <laughs> no more phone recordings because your girl has a new mic. You probably can tell. And if you can't, I just told you. <laughs> if you listened to my last episode and you didn't skip the intro, then you know that this podcast is changing and shifting. Like me, this podcast is a work in progress and I'm doing out of my dorm room now. That's slick crazy but crazy awesome. Slowly but surely, the pieces to this podcast are coming together and it's a hassle. Anyway, another new thing is that I am in college. I guess you probably inferred that from my mentioning of my dorm room, but yeah, I'm in college and it's an experience. It's honestly been pretty great so far and a great part of this new journey in my life has been balance, moving with intention, and knowing I belong. And that is a great segue into today's episode. If you saw the title, then you have an inkling of what this episode is about and why the word belong is so important. Miss Elise Briscoe, she hates it when I call her that, joined me for a chat and it was a great discussion full of warmth and love, but also laughter. So uh, just sit back, enjoy, and yeah. Okay, now, do you want me to call you Miss Briscoe? I've been telling you that earlier. I was like, I don't even think I'm five years older than you. Like, <laughs> I was about to say, I was just like, you know, I don't know what you want. I don't know. I don't want to make you feel now, old. How petty would I be if I'd be like, yes, call me Miss Briscoe? <laughs> Please call me Elise. Okay, Elise. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've got a fellow Memphian with us, right? Yes. Is, what school did you go to? Um, the high school, the best high school in the city. Oh, uh, not Central. the best. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the high school, yes. I graduated in 2015. Um, it was a time to be had. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and how are you today? Well, let's just get into that. Ooh, that's actually an interesting question because um, here in New York, fall is falling and the mm -hmm. weather's kind of gloomy. So if I'm, you know, you always have to be honest about how you're feeling. So like today wasn't the best day, you know, mm -hmm. it was Friday and it didn't feel like a Friday, but you know, tomorrow will be better. <laughs> Girl, you don't even have to say that because today it was, it was hectic. Yeah. Today was crazy. You know, today, you just have some of those days and it's just like, uh, some of those gotta days, be and you have to give them to yourself. So I gave myself today, probably after this, I'm going to watch some of my favorite movies and uh, just yes. relax. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, a question I ask every guest um, is who are you slash what you do? I think this just allows you to tell the people in your own words how you want to be classified and perceived, um, even if we do know what you do or, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's important, I think, to establish, you know, who we are. Um, you know so- who I am, so sure. <laughs> um, so I, my name is Elise Briscoe, and I am a um, reporter and social media uh, producer for USA Today Live. So basically... I cover um, a lot of the entertainment and trending things for USA Today. Awesome. Okay, let's hop into this. Um, I want to start back before you got this job and before you were in high school, for you, all of that. Did your interest as a child align with your occupation today? Is this something you've always wanted to do? Okay, so that is actually a very good question. Um, something that I've, I've always been dramatic and I've always loved talking and loved being, um, you know, the person that's doing something or like being the center of attention as a kid. Um, Mm -hmm. I grew up in a house. I am the youngest and the only girl, um, three older brothers. So I always had to kind of fight (laughs) for attention. And, um, and so, you know, when I was, when I was younger and I was doing like school programs, I would like in the black history program in third grade, I like was Tina Turner. And then like, you know, and I had to sing a whole song and in, you know, fifth grade I did this. And then I was in plays at, um, I was in one uh, specific musical at Hadaloo theater in Memphis. Okay. Um, yeah. I was in Annie and I was Annie and I was like, you know, I remember telling my parents, I was like, you know, I like this acting thing. Like, I like this, but they always, you know how parents are. They always remind you like, all right, like, you know, that is a career, but it's like, Uh you know, you're going to struggle quite a bit if that's what you choose. (laughs) Um, So then as I got older and started, you know, observing the world around me, I was like, okay, what is like acting, but is like a serious job. And I was just looking at the news channels and I was like, they're on camera every day performing, but um but it's like, that's actually like a, like a job, job that you do that. So that's what kind of steered me into the, you know, direction of news or like being a reporter. Um, that's what steered me. And then, you know, after college and actually working in broadcast a little bit, I steered some more. And, and so it's just like, it's just been an ongoing journey of, you know, who, who am I and what do I actually enjoy doing? Yeah, you've you've just the evolution of Elise Briscoe. We love it. We Is love that it. my mixtape. Is that yes, my mixtape? <laughs> Listen, okay. that's the new album. Okay, I'm gonna have to give you writing credit. I'm gonna have to give you writing credit. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and who knows? You know, in ten years, I'll probably be doing something different, and you're gonna be like, oh my god, like. <laughs> okay, and and you know what? You do something different. You yeah. do something different. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, yeah. So what are some lessons you wish you knew earlier? You know, you could take that in high school or college or last week or okay. last month, last month, whatever, you, okay. whatever lessons you wish you knew um, earlier in your life. A lesson that I've been constantly told and a lesson that I'm still learning. And I think it's a lesson that a lot of people um, who look like us 
are constantly learning is that whatever room that you are invited to or whatever room that you're in, you belong in that room and uh, you're in that room for a reason. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know, a lot of times as we're going through our, you know, our successes in life, we think like, oh, it was just luck. Like, oh, I'm blessed. Like, this is like, this is just luck of the draw. Like, thank, you know, thank God. Like, you know, it's only God that I'm here. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Um, if, if like you, you know, you're religious and you believe in that. But also, you also have to have a sense of like, they invited me here. I bring something to the table and there's a reason that I'm here. And um, that's a lesson I'm still learning and a lesson that I've been learning for a very, very long time. Um, but I think that that's like the biggest lesson that I would also want to impart on other people. It's like whatever room you're invited to, you belong there. Wow. That's amazing. I received that. Honestly. You received that. I hope, I hope you do. Everybody <laughs> needs that lesson. Like, you yeah. know, you're in some crazy spots. You're like, whoa, how the hell did I end up here? Yeah. And you know, you just have to be like, I'm here for a reason. They saw something in me that I can add value. For real. And you, you see so many others doing so many different things and you compare yourself and you're like, man, it's hard, especially, you know, we live in this age of TikTok and social media and Instagram and everybody flaunting their nice things. And you're like, Mm -hmm. man, like, why don't I have, you know, the Louis Vuitton purse or the Louis Vuitton glasses and things like that. And it's like, no, like it's in due time and everything's in due time and on your time, on time for a reason. So. Yeah. Well, you're still a hot girl. Okay. <laughs> you all got to check her out. Cause she <laughs> really is. <laughs> Y'all got to check. I appreciate that. I appreciate you that. Hot girl <laughs> content. You give, <laughs> you give it all. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. And you are too. This Thank podcast. You. <laughs> awesome. Thank I was you. Not, I was not doing that when I was an undergrad. Like, <laughs> it's so awesome to make your own format. To you know, have your. It's own a process. Format. It's a process. It's all about the balance. I'm learning it. I'm learning. Yeah. yeah. How do so, you balance it? I'm, oh, I mean, just out of curiosity. Well, I'm trial and error. You okay. know what I mean. And this this podcast has it's been a little bumpy. Okay. You know, it's been like a little up and down process. I started it when I was 16. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 16? So, yeah. Oh, it's even popping in? Like, wow. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, they weren't. And podcasts are kind of like, they're a little bit dying. I feel like people always think they're dying, but I also think they're always evolving. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, you know, I talk a lot. You know, I didn't used to talk a lot, but now I talk a lot. and. I just feel like, you know, maybe people won't listen, but I have something to say. Absolutely. I have something to say. And and, uh, something I always think about is like when you're making content, it's not like, okay, yes, you think about your audience. Yeah. But in the depths of it, it should always be for you, like for you and like, because you enjoy it. And like you told me earlier, you're like, I find joy in this. I was like, girl, enjoy your Friday evening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I did. This is this is part of my Friday evening. You okay. got me. Okay. This okay. is a, this is a part of my Friday evening and I I definitely enjoy it and you know, I don't know. I I think the whole thing also going to an HBCU and 
being in the presence of so many people that are just constantly creating, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, it's, it's sometimes super hard to believe, you know, I belong in this, in this space and that I can do more, you know, that has, man, that, that has been the real thing. You know, when you have something on your mind and you're just Mm -hmm. like constantly like, Oh, I got to create this. I got to get it together. I got to do this. And you end up still sitting there that has been but you but you needed that sit down yeah <laughs> come on no I you didn't it. man I, I think if, you know I think about how angry I could get with myself like ugh, I know I should have started on that story two days ago yeah it's like no I needed that rest I needed that that sit down because you never know what you you're absorbing creatively when you're just yeah. relaxing I yeah that's so true oh I received this and y'all she's an HBCU alum too is Xavier correct no 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 I'm it's I'm, it's Mizzou Mizzou yeah Lord. Girl, I'm just trying to make you an HBCU no. alum wait a minute I, I wasn't in the HBCU gang I, I, <laughs> I wanted to I remember so badly in high school when I was applying I had on my dry erase board that I was gonna be gonna go to Spelman or I was gonna go to Howard but uh you know how scholarship money goes but no I went to um I went to Mizzou my best friend in high school Alonzo Day he's also in media and he was telling me he was like uh at least like if you want to do journalism you should go to Mizzou because at the time um I think they still do they had like one of the top journalism programs in the nation and I was like I've never heard of this school like Missouri like what business do I have you know, going there. And uh, it was down to Mizzou, which is an SEC school, and UT Knox for me. And uh, I thought I was just going to go to Knox. I was like, oh, like, mom and dad, like, they're going to pay for it. Like, I'm just going to Knoxville. Like, I'll know people there. Like, I'll be fine. And uh, my dad, I remember my dad called me. He's like, no, actually, Elise, now this is bad. (laughs) He was like, actually, you're going to go to Mizzou. And we're actually going to take a visit in April. And I was like, wow. So I ended up going to the campus and liked it and, you know, ended up going to Mizzou and like found my lifelong best friends and graduated and got into some good job positions. So that's amazing. So how did that experience shape you? Like, did it impact any your internships or, you know, because I know as a journalist, internships are. Don't believe the hype. Okay, yeah. you school me. News. <laughs> I never had an internship in college. Wow. Not not for real. So I think what was special about Mizzou is they actually have an NBC affiliate station, um, mm-hmm. broadcast station that's like integrated into the curriculum for journalism. And so I had that experience of working in a newsroom. But over the summers, I was working restaurant jobs because I needed to like make money. Yeah. And, you know, I was working restaurant jobs and hanging out with friends. And I, I was at the station a little bit. But um, but yeah, don't believe that. I think um, that's actually something that's really important to me, like to, to spread. Because I remember in college, I was in organizations and it would be very competitive or very like, a lot of stress to be like, oh, I've got to gain these internships or else I'm never going to get a job. Mm. One thing about our industry and media in general is it is ever evolving. Yeah. So like, you know, 
I think you you could consider this an internship. I saw some of the people that you've talked to on this on this podcast. Like you are dope, and like it, it, what what matters the most is that you have a, a hustle to like to create, and you know that you you can move with confidence and shape. But yeah, I never had an internship in college. It was always pressure. It was always oh, I'm going. You know gonna be at CNBC this summer oh I'm gonna be at CNN I'm gonna be at this and I'm gonna be at this paper and this publication and it was like that's like awesome experience to have but like it always made people who didn't get the internships feel like yeah ah, like I'm not gonna make it and uh, so yes I won't say the internships hurt you they definitely help you but never you know feel like ah I gotta get that internship because like if you've got the passion for it, if you've got the skill, you'll do just fine. Well, that is news to me, honestly. Yeah. And it, and I think a lot of these colleges, they definitely press internship, internship, internship. But that's good. I, that's now, don't just sit down and eat hot chips oh, yes. <laughs> and be, be like, dang. Ever. Yeah, you know, <laughs> dang, like, I wish I was doing <laughs> something like you got we've got all the materials we need to create anything you know we yeah. we've got everything that we need to create and have a presence and show that like I can do this I did this on my phone so like yeah but yeah but don't feel like dang I didn't get that internship I'm the worst like you're gonna be just fine now do you think some of that competitiveness falls over into like the actual job you have today is it competitive is it a pressure filled you know when you're looking for a story I have been in um competitive environments in the workplace before but I will say that like now when you when you have the job it shouldn't be competitive like it should be we're all one organization we're all one team we're all trying to get one common goal uh goal done um, I know, I feel like, like the younger the, the job is, so maybe your first job might feel competitive because, you know, media is a saturated market. You know, everybody, you know, yeah. wants to have their hand in media. Um, but I think, I, I feel like competition is sometimes just like not healthy. I don't think it's ever healthy. Now I'm, yeah. I'm coming to you as an Aries. Um, and so I obviously have a natural competitive like urge in my soul, but uh <laughs> But as far as like, you know, competition at work should never be a thing. You should all, what you should do is be completely 100% in like yourself because that's what's going to give you the competitive edge. When you're looking side to side to see what the other person is doing and seeing how you can outwork them, you're just going to slow yourself down. Um, But if you're just fully like showing up to your job as how how you would approach the job and how... Mm -hmm you know best to do it or how you've been taught best to do it you just you just you'll you'll excel faster I um one one way I learned that or I remember I was listening to a podcast <laughs> and it was about um the queen of media you know who the queen of media is of all things who do you think okay wait a minute because I have a few queen of medias in my the queen the queen the queen all right, let's not do the guessing game. Let's just no. It's the it's the queen. Once you say, you're like, oh, absolutely, Oprah. So it was a podcast. oh yeah, the queen. You know, she's the queen, the the <laughs> Oprah. Winfrey. Um, not like you know, <laughs> never mind. Oh, <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> I was thinking about my my good sis, uh, young Miami. That you know, she's been trending. Oh. <laughs> 
I love I love her show too. Um, but um, I was listening to a Wait. podcast about the Oprah Winfrey show, and um, it was it was uh, I forgot it was an NPR station I believe. It was the Chicago NPR station, and they were just talking about how Oprah became Oprah, how her mm-hmm. show became the Oprah show. And you know how she started in broadcast, and yeah. she kind of faced some difficulty there, and then and then she got into this this daytime spot. And uh, the one of the biggest things that I took away was how she approached her show was that she had what she called horse blinders on. So mm-hmm. she's in a very like competitive spot at work, like she's com- she's competing with all these other daytime shows. And she told her team, she said, we're not going to watch those other shows to see what they're doing. We're going to do what we want to do. And that's what's going to make us special because our, you know, creativity is just going to come from within. And that's something that I've like tried to, you know, get a hold of. Sorry, the sun is setting so fast. Get a hold of, mm-hmm. um, you know, in my own career, in my own journey. It's like, you can't look left and right. You got to have like your horse blinders on, like a horse in a horse race. And just keep going straight to what your goal is without thinking like, well, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do this. You, you have the best approach, you know, and you know, you get feedback from your audience and things like that, but you cannot look left and right. It'll slow you down in the race, girl. (laughs) And that was a gem in that podcast. I'll have to send it to you because that was, it was a good listen. Um, Wow. I mean, you, we really are speaking to this whole, you belong in the room. Don't compare yourself. No. Yeah, we really are speaking to it and I'm loving it yeah okay, no, I, it's very it's very important it, it's still lessons that I'm learning um every day <laughs> yeah as we're all lifelong learners you know what I yes. mean and, and and creating new content and whatever it may be whatever we are evolving into um you know so that we can you know be our best our best versions of ourselves but also so that we can be our unique selves because I know also when creating content and whatever it is it can be so easy to just do what everyone else is doing because you feel the need to you know you can kind of get lost that way all the vlogs are looking the same all the vacation recaps are looking the same and it's (laughs) like you also have to think about like how you use social media yourself like you want something new and exciting like because oh, you know that feeling when you see something like I've never seen that before I like that and you're instantly yeah. following and you're instantly like gonna come back to that person's content because everything looks the same you know it's it gets it gets boring so it's like always want to be on the cutting edge okay Miss Man, but let's talk about your content your vlogs okay. y'all she <laughs> like I told you all she has hot girl content. No. Um, oh my gosh. Living, what does hot girl content mean? She's first living love, her life. best life. Okay. We're all hot girls. No. And Elise Briscoe is giving hot girl content with her no. vlogs. And no, one vlog. And one vlog, you were, you actually did, I think you said your first red carpet, your first red white <laughs> carpet. <laughs> is that still on my instagram okay and i'm intrigued because queen latifah was being honored okay so tell us tell us about that so i have to shout out um definitely my 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 she hates when i call her my boss but my manager (laughs) um she is so awesome at just like encouraging really everybody who's under her and, and, and everybody that she's responsible for, but encouraging me to try new things. Um, so I think 
it was uh, it was a, an event that she was actually going to attend, but she had something pop up. And so she just slid in my way. She's like, hey, this would be like really good opportunity. Um, all these people are going to be honored. You can like work the red carpet and just ask cel- these celebrities questions and um, things like that. And it was my first like ever experience doing anything like that. You know, yeah. I was in I was in broadcast and I was working like local news stations. And then I was like a producer for these like local news programs and like working on the production team of different projects. So I was like, uh, me holding a mic and asking celebrities questions. Like I interviewed celebrities, like I just like not anything major, but just like for like a story or whatever, which is different when it's a Zoom call. Cause it's, you know, something just like you and me, except I'm, you know, this is a little more relaxed and fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, usually I'm on the other end, like, so. Um, but just like, it was just, it was, first of all, you're jam packed like this, you've got this publication next to you here and this publication next to you here. And then you also like getting pitched, getting pitches from PR people like, Hey, do you want to talk to my client? And it's just a lot of moving parts and it's so overwhelming. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I probably froze up and I know I didn't (laughs) do the best job that I could have done, but the experience was just incredible and just to have that first experience was amazing um but yeah it was it was for the variety women in power um uh uh, women in power ceremony and uh queen latifah was being honored and amanda seyfried and um just a lot of really um cool celebrities uh camila cabello and I just got to talk to a lot of people and and I think once I you know took the pressure off myself to like turn out a good story and just like you know use this as a practice you know talk to these celebrities ask them about what they're up to ask them how they feel about this and you know it had it had come the uh the day after the uh Roe v Wade I can't remember if it was like the leak of the reversal of the of the uh or the actual turnaround, but it was the day after that. And it was a women in power event. And so like, that was a lot of the conversation um, around it all. But, um, but yeah, it was just an amazing experience. And um, yeah, I'll never forget it. (laughs) That was my first red carpet. And please do not let her gas me y'all. Like I am very new to uh, content creation. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to have fun on my Instagram and just like, keep these memories of like this this wild things of these wild rooms that I'm allowed to be in so and it's amazing and that's dope that's dope okay now I have a weird question okay really you know how you can look you can look at a person you're like oh they look like they smell good did Queen Latifah smell good oh okay so I wasn't you know what she smelled like because that hair is always laid okay laid so I do (laughs) I don't remember what she smelled like. You know, they do give you a healthy amount of space uh, between you and the celebrity. But I will imagine that she smelled like fresh flat iron because the hair was amazing. And I just, I just remember that. Like, I know that I was talking to her, but I was just looking like, uh, yeah, the hair is always late. I was like, this hair is amazing. So if I can imagine anything, she probably smelled like fresh out of the salon chair, <laughs> which is to me smells great. So. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> so, who are some people you would love to interview but haven't yet? Mm, oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I love talking to anybody. I would interview 
the man that stands on my corner every every day to just see but me. who's someone you would be like you know what I need to okay I like need that to. would make my day if I yeah. was able to interview them okay I'm gonna have to think on this for a hot second mm, that's, you know what I, I'm gonna just say it because first of all <laughs> she does not do interviews anymore she is literally giving that up in fact when she was covered in Vogue she basically <laughs> so I'm gonna say Beyonce uh-huh. that is such a like surface answer like of course everybody wants to interview Beyonce but I'm serious like I do want to interview Beyonce don't know what I would say I'd probably be awestruck but I just think it's so funny because she really like doesn't do interviews anymore and yeah. I know she was on the cover of British Vogue and when I read the, the cover story that um editor-in-chief Edward Enfield uh wrote you know I was expecting like oh this is a Beyonce interview it was not it was not a Beyonce interview. It was, yeah. wow, I've been blessed to be in the presence of Beyonce. Let me describe what I'm seeing. Let me describe, you know, what she's wearing. Let me describe the vibe. Yeah. And I think, I think the quote from Beyonce might've been five words. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was not an interview. So I would just love, and I'm just going to speak that into the world that one yes. day, I'll be able to sit into an interview. Hey, you know, it doesn't even have to be an interview. We don't even have to publish what it said. But I would just love to just talk to her and just share her energy and, and hopefully it can rub off on me. <laughs> no, speaking to Beyonce, I would be internally screaming. Okay, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be literally- I mean, I'm pretty sure I'd be like sweating. <laughs> like I always sweat right here. But like, oh my gosh, she's looking at me. Like I would be for sure, for sure. Have you ever met a celebrity that, you know, you were kind of like that? You were starstruck? Mm. Mm. Yes, I, I actually interviewed, um, and this was even an, it was an over the phone interview and I was sweating, like it was no camera time or anything, <laughs> but I interviewed uh, Jennifer Lewis. Whoa. Um, her, yeah, All right. Big name her. drop. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even a name drop, but she just released a book. And mm-hmm. I was, she did. I remember the night before I was talking to my friend, I was like, oh my goodness, like I am, I'm like nervous because I'm like, hey, I've read the book, like I know what questions I'm going to ask her, but like, you know, her energy is just so, you know, humongous and like, I'm like, I'm scared, I'm scared I'm going to say something wrong and then I, like, I feel like I'm being scolded by my, like my aunt or like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just afraid. So I was, I was, I was very nervous, but you know what was crazy is we hopped on the phone and she just felt like one big hug like she was yeah. looking at my picture on the screen and she was like oh my god sweetheart you're just so cute baby girl and I was immediately like disarmed I was like okay this is this is like family living room like, I feel <laughs> fine um and it was a great talk a great chat I think we talked for like 45 minutes it was it was great so yeah I, I really was nervous about that but it turned out to just be <sighs> yeah see mine would be Michelle Obama You'd be, yeah, you'd be nervous to, to, oh yeah yeah <laughs> you ask her? I, I don't even know I what did she have for breakfast <laughs> she's gonna say cheese toast <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know I would just I'd be so shook like yeah I remember when I met Michaela Angela Davis okay. um and I was like literally I was like shaking when yeah. I had come up I was like oh my gosh he was the keynote speaker for this uh, for FBLA Future Business Leaders of America this uh-huh. club and we were they had a whole little thing and my advisor brought me up there and I was just like she just spoke and now I'm about to speak to her and oh my goodness yeah. it was That's really crazy awesome. 
you know, I hope I have more starstruck moments, you know, be like you, because if Michelle Obama, <laughs> no, you, no you one listen, was here for you, me. I would, no one would ever live that down. You are going to be so great that stars, are, you know, big names, famous people, they're just going to be, you know, birds in the wind. Like, oh, hi. Oh, yes, this is Michelle again. <laughs> hi. Oh, it's so good to see you. And she's going to say your name. And you're going to be like, oh. So <laughs> it's going to be fine. But that's awesome. Yeah. I, Michelle Obama, I'd probably be, I wouldn't even, she's, I wouldn't even know where to start. Me neither. <laughs> just start with breakfast. Stop yeah, in the morning. Just start with breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> start yeah. with breakfast. So let's get into your writing process. Okay. So what what is your writing process like? How do you write? So if no one knows, USA Today is like it's a magazine. It's a, oh no, not a magazine. Sorry, newspaper. Yeah, it's more mm-hmm. the newspaper type. Um, and like well, we also do a lot of. Uh, so it is a physical paper. Yeah, and then we also then have our online. Yeah. Places. Mm-hmm. That's where I read literally all of my, like all of my stuff, all of my articles. I read it from US from the to USA Today or the oh. Atlantic or, you know what I mean? Like from those, mm-hmm. the, from those sites, New York Times, you know, all those. Yeah. Um, so first let's, let's talk about what category of writing are you in? So, you know, they have like different categories for the yes. people that are listening, you know, sports and you know, all that, all that jazz opinion. So what, what category do you fall into? So I fall into kind of the entertainment sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, specifically trending. So like basically I, I start the I start my day very early, six o'clock in the morning. Oof, Oof. I know. Uh, <laughs> even still, I'm like, it's just an hour. It's just an hour. Don't too much weight on it but um basically i wake up in the morning and kind of assess what's trending in the entertainment space like what are people talking about um what's going on i'll say like this morning um our 19 covered this but this morning one of the top trends was trevor noah is stepping away from the daily show and so you didn't know i'm breaking not i'm breaking the wait news. a minute <laughs> <laughs> wait yeah, a minute. he announced uh last night during his show that he's uh stepping away from the daily show and that uh he said it's been seven years this isn't like you know a horrible goodbye i'm just like you know when you're done you're done I'm like, cool. wow so that was one of the big stories today but we've already covered it but basically i look and see like what are people talking about and if people are talking about it i run it by my editors um and they're like yeah that's good like like let's get a file going on that and then um uh, writing up the who, what, when, where, why, and also uh, important context mm-hmm. um, within the story to know. Um, for instance, just the other day, Katie Couric um, published an essay on her website about how she was diagnosed with breast cancer um, mm-hmm. earlier this year. And um, so I wrote that story uh, for USA Today that, you know, Katie Couric announced that she's, you know, got, was diagnosed with breast cancer a few months ago. Um, but also important context is to know about like how her husband also died from breast, uh, sorry, not breast cancer, also died from cancer, um, in like the nineties and like how she's been a big, you know, cancer advocate and like, you know, she's gone on air on the today show and done a mammogram and, and gone mm-hmm. on air and do, done cancer screening. So like, it gives you context that like, this is something that she's like very aware of and it probably like, you know. You know, you don't say that it probably hit her in the chest, but with that context, you understand that like 
this news was really heavy for her because she's lost people to cancer and you know it was just like shocking for her so just finding the context and what those quick turnaround stories are and um also uh when books are coming out um or movies are coming out or tv shows are coming out doing like uh profiles or feature stories on that show or interviewing those authors like jennifer lewis um and doing that kind of more more longer form writing so it's a bit of both but all in the entertainment and like lifestyle sphere okay that's that's good you know you're you all should really check her out all you have to do is go to usa today okay go to usa today today on your google engine on your search bar on your safari and then you just type in elisa briscoe Oh, she goodness. just pops up and all her articles pop up and I've read oh, them. Not more eyeballs. Now I'm nervous and blushing <laughs> over here. <laughs> so um, your writings, I would consider they're impartial, right? So they're, and they're like kind of unbiased. Yes. And they're, yes, they're based, yes. they're based, based on strictly on facts. Yeah. Here's, here's what we know. Here's what this, right. here's the context of what has happened in the past. Exactly. And here's the context of what's happening. Y'all, this is as good as it gets nowadays. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you. Okay. I'm just trying. I'm just right. Saying. It's it's not it's not. Mm, what are your thoughts on the, like you know this yeah, and right. you know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so how hard is it not to to kind of insert your own opinion um, on the topic that you of your choosing? How hard are, well, how hard is that? Well, here's the thing. Um, this is a, this is a good question. So here's the thing: is everybody's got an opinion you know, like fully, you know, uh, taking bias out of a story. Everybody has a natural like opinion. And I think what helps is you have to completely, as a journalist, you have to take yourself out of a story. Um, And also what helps is you have to run stories by several eyes and ears and and things like that. So they Mm -hmm. can also check. Cause when you're the writer, and let's say if you're a, let's say if you're writing a book and then you just self-publish it, of course you're gonna be like, ooh, this is good. Yeah, I really like this <laughs> yeah. because you're like, I wrote it, you know. So you already have a bias about the story is good. Um, so that's why it's important to have really good editors and, and editor teams to just to check it. And also, you have like when you when you become a journalist, you realize like you can only publish what you can prove mm-hmm. or like what what you have verification of. Um, so even if like there's some breaking news and like you have to you have to know where this came from this so-and-so happened according to these court documents so-and-so happened according to this instagram post published thursday this and that happened according to this um so you always have to be able to be like you have to take a sentence and say like okay well how do we know this do we know this like how is this a thing yeah um and be able to point like, well, I got this from there. So like things like that. You got to fact mm. check. <laughs> and is- mistakes will happen. You know, mistakes will happen. And um, that's why you just have to have multiple eyes. And if a miss, like, if you're on the job and a mistake happens, um, they will happen and they've happened to everybody. And the people at the highest rungs of journalism have made mistakes. And, but that's also a part of the, you know, um, transparent nature of journalism you have to say hey we made a mistake we shouldn't have done this we shouldn't have said this and then you got to just be done with it but you you do have to make that step to say hey 
you have to put it out in public. I made a mistake, you know. Yeah. And you know, that's just so weird. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird thing, like the whole transparency thing when it comes down to journalism or just anything, especially if you are already public, you know, about something. It's so weird. Like, for example, like this podcast, like I'll listen to myself. I hate listening to myself, but (laughs) I'll listen to myself and I'll be thinking and I'll be like, I don't believe that today. You know, that, that definitely should change. Oh yeah. And, and it will, you know, (laughs) opinions like opinions change like that's actually something me and my friends talk about because we are so we're all very like (laughs) me and my group of girls we are so we hold each other accountable so much right oh yeah so don't let your opinion change in the group chat like i'll say (laughs) i'll they'll be i'll be talking about a show for instance uh one of my friends watches gilmore or has been watching gilmore girls (gasps) yes yeah so i i was just like uh, like you I'm never gonna watch that show like oh uh, girl not my vibe you missing out when I tell you I started watching Gilmore Girls or I like said in the group chat like y'all think I'm gonna start watching Gilmore, Gilmore Girls and it was like, my friend oh no not you watching Gilmore Girls <laughs> and it's like no you have got to allow people to change because listen I have watched Gilmore Girls I'm almost finished with the first season and I'm like oh this is this is television this is so opinions change thoughts change <laughs> feelings change life changes community standards change the world changes so give yourself yeah. grace uh, and give other people grace for changing their minds <laughs> you need to stop being in my mind <laughs> ah, this is y'all she makes this so easy what? Okay. What? i don't even know i'm just you well it's it's your job Elise. it's your job <laughs> <laughs> I'll just shut up. All right. <laughs> I also have to say something that I've noticed that's very good about your interview style is that I have so much trouble with is you are so good at like being completely silent while somebody is talking. <laughs> Me, when I'm in an interview, I'm like, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, girl, that skill right there is staying miles apart. That's awesome. Honestly, it's something I had to learn because like I said that those other episodes I did, I was just listening to myself and I was just like, you know, you can really be quiet. And you know, <laughs> not you can really be quiet. You can really be quiet, be Lisa. You can be quiet, but but yeah. Okay. Lastly, okay. What's next for Miss Elise Bristow? If you have any goals that you can share, then tell us, tell the people what's next. What's next? Okay. Hmm. What's next? You say my name like I am like a person, and it's just so freaky. <laughs> like, who is Elise Briscoe? Um, um, what's next? You know, my next whatever, and it's not really career wise, but it's like more life wise, and it's something I, I tweeted about recently. Is that like we have got to like life is precious. Um, this life that we have very precious and we do so much we do so much surviving Mm. in life of just like meeting basic needs you know I just need to wake up work sleep you know yeah and we don't do enough like living and taking a chance on every opportunity and just 
being 100% yourself and like showing up as your whole self and talking to new people and just like, you know, going out to lunch with a friend that, you know, you haven't talked to in a while, but we don't do enough like living. And I just, I was saying to her, like my next, my next move, my next goal in life is to like be able to come from every day and be like, I'm glad I did that. Like that, that made my life richer. Um, Instead of just waking up, coffee, work, watch TV, TikTok, go to bed, you know, (laughs) but just like, you know, I, I, we've got to, uh, that's one thing that I think I'm, I'm looking forward to is not surviving this life, but living this life and Uh. and just doing it all, trying it all, you know, watch the Gilmore girls, you know, (laughs) (laughs) this is something that I talk about all the time. Mm like how we live in a society that craves you know competition you know who who can do it better and who's going to get it better mm-hmm. um i like to i coined this term from somebody um from my sister's friend free rich you know mm-hmm. we 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 believe we're we're pre rich right now till we get rich rich <laughs> i love that that is a positive mindset and i've got to yeah. I've got to, I've got to tap into that. Listen, we are. I'm practicing rich. Yes, we're practicing rich. My bank account surely thinks that I'm practicing rich. (laughs) We're practicing rich and. Okay. Yeah. But while we're practicing rich, we're also burnout, you know, and Mm -hmm. that, that right there is something I've definitely, I'm definitely learning right now is to not sweat the small things and to just nothing matters that's what's crazy (laughs) nothing matters seriously seriously yeah i've really just nothing matters but your happiness yeah and and listen we're our my my happiness is being redefined yeah okay Okay. it's being redefined and it's shifting what was it and what is it now oh not the not the reporter asking me questions lord it's journalist to journalist baby (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what was your what, was, what uh, was your old definition of happiness and what has it recently transitioned into oh goodness now I have to think um my old definition of happiness was probably just service mm-hmm. mm, but service to others mm-hmm. and not to myself mm-hmm. and uh just doing anything like just doing anything that would serve, you know, and that would, that's how that service would get me places. And now it's really just like doing whatever I want. Yeah. You all <laughs> served out, huh? <laughs> Your plate is, is empty. Your tray is empty. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm learning it. College has forced, is forcing me to do things alone and to be, and be okay with that. Um, you know, I go to school with basically all of Memphis because all of Memphis went to Tennessee State. <laughs> Not <basically>. all of Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> and those and my friends, my dear friends are here. And it's a blessing to have friends I can trust and lean on. But, you know, I've been learning to just do it on my own, you know, yeah. at times. And um, that's what I've been like, going on adventures with myself and, and mm-hmm. genuinely craving uh, being alone, you know, and being okay. Cause see what, that's what I think, um, this society doesn't do enough of. We don't 
we don't sit alone. You know, I think we, or we're scared to be alone. We're scared to be with just ourselves. Um, and I don't want to be scared of that. You know, when I'm like 10 years, 20 years from now, I'm just trying to be with, you know, everyone and try and keep up. And it just get. I'm sure that just gets so tiring. And then when I sit with myself, I'm like, dang, I really do not want to be here. You enjoy it, right? You're like, yeah. Oh, so this, this, this lonely thing is kind of, kind of nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so good that you're learning this now because I have a lot of friends that, you know, when they graduate college and they're in the big, bad world, you know, it's their first time experiencing loneliness. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot harsher than, um, loneliness is hard for everybody. I mean, you know, loneliness is only good when you are appreciating loneliness. If you're lonely and you don't like it, you're lonely and you're alone Ooh. and you don't like it, it is not good, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely. And, 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 you know, I can probably learn from you of doing things by myself because sometimes I'll be in a room where I'm, you know, I'm the only one that I know and I just feel so awkward. And, and even I'm, even though I'm very social, I'm a very social person, you know, I won't speak to anybody. Like, I'll just be like, hi, you know? Yeah. And that's something that, you know, shoot. So when you learn, you know, fully learn and are comfortable being alone, text me, let me know the tips. <laughs> let me know how you pull it off. Cause it, it's, it's, it's difficult for me. Um, but it's good. So good that you find peace in it. Ooh. Yeah. I, I really am. It's hard at times, but I really, I saw this thing about how you, what did the quote say? It was something about how you didn't, um, how you're not choosing to see peace. You're not like seeing, you're not actually experiencing peace. Mm -hmm. What you're actually experiencing is trying to see hope. You know what I mean? So you're not really, yeah. And, and I saw that quote and uh, who was it from? Some, some therapist I follow on Instagram, mm -hmm. but She's just talking. <laughs> no, we love them <laughs> for real. Yeah, they know my exact circumstances. <laughs> well, for real, and she's just talking about how you're not really experiencing peace, but you're choosing to see. You're really seeing hope. You know what I mean? You're hoping this happens. You're not really experiencing, you know, peace. So I'm, I'm taking it. I'm taking the hits, and it's about application. I'm, I'm yeah. applying. Yeah. So, girl. <laughs> You have dropped so many gems. Oh my goodness. I you have. I I am glad that I me flapping my gums has been useful or will be useful to somebody. Um <laughs> this listen, you are giving us an inside scoop of your life. That's important. You know, you are important. So you know, y'all, she's trying to down, she's trying to down. Thank you. She's trying to downplay this, but we're not doing any of that. We just had a great conversation. Okay. And we're this is Miss Elisa Briscoe. Okay. <laughs> she hates it when I say that. I told her not to put the miss in front of my name. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> I am very much a toddler. <laughs> like, okay. Please, please. just please. Um, but no, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I think this is so awesome that you're having these conversations with people that are in different stages of their life and in their careers and just like getting a snapshot yeah. of where they are. That's the goal. I hope that in 10 years. We can talk again and we're uh, no longer practicing rich. We are uh, fully re realized rich, you know, oh, we're fully luxury and we're, you know, doing this in person, drinking the finest champagne and just, you know, yes. And Beyonce's <laughs> <love it. laughs> 
<laughs> okay, thank you so, so, so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey, turn me up. Hey.